0: Amazing matmon we've got today. Hidden treasures in the, in the, pages, in the pages of the Gemara. in a surprising place, but a, kind of a global hidden treasure. Something different from what we usually deal with. Um, yeah. but, no, but no less important and relevant. Omar, Rabba Barba Chana, Omar, Rabbi, Yochanan, Mishum, Rabbi, Yehuda, Rabbi, This <laughs> is on Daf Yudamud Mudalif. Atida, Romi, Shittipol, Paras. Rome will eventually fall into the hands of Persia says Rabbi Yhudab Rabbi eloi Kalvachomer and he figures it out using rational logic. Mikdash The first beis Hamikdash was built by the Jewish people and destroyed by the Babylonians. Naflu and these Babylonians eventually are conquered by the Persians. the second beis Hamikdash which was built with the support and, and the permission and support of the, of the Persians, of Darius and his crowd, and the Romans destroyed it. The Parsim will certainly conquer the Romans. So he works out the, the, his, his view of global history is related to the various different nations' relationship to the Bais HaMikdash. That's how he understands history. Omar Rav, Rav says, I, not, I understand that your kalvachomer is very nice, but history is not Gomorrah. You can't learn history with kalvachomers. That's not how it works. It's the opposite way around. Persia is going to fall into, that, into the hands of Rome. Rome will conquer Persia. So Rav Kahana and Rav say to Rav, Are you suggesting that the builders of the second base Hamikdash are going to fall into the hands of the destroyers of it? That doesn't make any sense. That's not, that's not just. Omarin, he said, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Gzeras Melechi. This is the this is a uh, Hashem's will, and that's how it's going to be, and can't question it. Ikid Amri, some say, Omar, that he said, Inunami Kasatri don't worry about the injustice for the Persians. They destroyed enough shuls as well. True, they didn't destroy the Beis Amikdash, They helped build the second Beis Amikdash. But in their history, they've had plenty. There are plenty of cases where they destroyed Base Bose Medrish and Bose Knesses. And what, what they get there is due to them. Tanya Nami Hachi, we also learned in a bracer, Atida Parashitipo Biadromi, a bracer just like Rav, against logic that Persia will fall into the hands of Rome. So the, the the wicked Rome will conquer Persia that is that is not so wicked that in fact helped build the second Beze um, Firstly, because Persia destroyed Shuls. and the second it's a That in fact the builders will fall into the hands of the breakers. Because we've learned that Rav Yehudo said in the name of Rav, so it's all the same shittah, the Ben David Bashiach will not come until Rome has ruled over the entire world for at least nine months. And the whole world includes Persia, so Persia is going to fall into the hands of Rome. So, so Rav works it out from a posuk and Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Eloi, works it out from logic, but we've got a, a b'risa that supports Rav. So that's that's the Gemara. What what's the matmon here? So what does it mean? Gzeras Samelachi? This is a Gzeras Hashem decreed. Yes, the builders are going to fall into the hand of the of the destroyers. What does that mean? The question is: Is it just? The answer is: Don't ask questions. It's a little bit like like the Holocaust. Is it just? Is it Don't ask questions. Gzeras Samel. What does it really mean? So they are two very interesting commentaries on Agadata that, that both make the same, the same comment here. One is the Ene Shmuel, who is Reb Shmuel Aaron Rubin, and the other is the Divre Shol, who is rab Yosef Shol Natanzon. They're both, they're both 19th century, both from the same period, both Eastern Europe. And, and the reason that I bring them is because not just because they're commentaries on Agadata, but because they are big halachists as well the commentators in in our tradition, the, the great commentators even on Agadata, are people who are Bale Halokha as well. They they have the authority. If if a if a is not a big Bal Halokha, doesn't know how to how to be mechadish in Gomorrah, then what they say on the Agadata we don't take very seriously. But but these are people who who were big. Of course I'll uh, 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 well, come to, to uh, Rabbi Yosef Shol Zone in a moment. The Ene Shmuel, uh, Rabbi Shmuel Aaron Rubin, wrote a very important sefer on, on Gittin. Uh, he was a Talmud of the Divre Chaim, the Sanzarov. So he's got a Hasidic tradition, but as I've been mentioning, a lot of the, Hasid, the early Hasidish works were completely embraced by the Lithuanian approach because of their gadlus in, in Torah. Their Torah was... Unencumbered by their kabbalistic thinking, they were big baalei kabbalah as the Vilna Gaon was as well, and they were big baalei halokha. But they didn't—they didn't intermingle the two; they were kept separate, um, and that's why they were so respected. And the the Chaim as well, the Dibre Chaim and and his Talmud, uh, in the in this case, um, uh, Shmuel and Rubin were big baalei halokha. What's interesting also about these, and, and of course, Reb, Yosef, Shol, Natanzon, is the Shol Lumeishiv. A big, um, and a very important set of of Lumeishiv. a big Posek. And they happen to write on Agadete. That's why what they say is really important to me. Um, what's interesting also about them is <coughs> they're both 19th century, which is the time that the halachic world started grappling with modern technology. So we, we see cases where the Rishonim already grappling with, with technology. In the beginning of Bameh Madlikin and Shabbos, which grapples with the invention of candles. Does it work like oil? Is it the same? That's already dealing with the, with the introduction of technology. But modern technology is the 19th century. So, for example, the Divre Chaim was deeply opposed to machine-made matzahs and machine-made sitzis. Uh, interesting, everybody, though some people are makbid on machine-made matzahs, you can't have it because of the Divre Chaim and others at that time, but they were, were machine-made sitzis. Machine-made tzitzis, if you go, if you're anti-technology, then it goes all the way. And the Divere Chaim was consistently anti any of the technology where there's a need to do something lishmo. You can't, like, you can't write a safer Torah the, with, with technology. He held, you can't do it with matzahs, and you can't do it with, with tzitzis because they need lishmo. Rabbi um, Yosef Shol uh, Natanzun was um, the opposite. He, he went into it, and he came out very strongly in favor of, of machine-made matzahs. And saw some benefits in them, and he was criticized a lot for it at the time. But what's also interesting is he was the first person to be mater- a time switch on Shabbos. Now, what was interesting to me is he died five years before Edison's light bulb. Uh, but then I found there were light bulbs already since 1840. Uh, Edison wasn't the first one, he, he patented it, but already there were British light bulbs were being used and demonstrated from 1840 already. Uh, So the Sholam Umeishiv deals with the first issues on time switches and allows a time switch on on Shabbos. So this is where the original grappling with modern technology takes place. So these are two very interesting people. Uh, And they both say, what does it mean, Zeres HaMelech? They didn't destroy the Beis HaMikdash because it was their choice, and they didn't build the Beis HaMikdash because it was their choice. Hashem, this is Hashem, they played out Hashem's plan. This This wasn't them. So don't ask questions, do they deserve it, don't they deserve it? They were just pawns, they weren't real players is the way they say. So when I learned that, I had a bit of a problem with that. Was there no Bechira? Is there no punishment for that? Are we going to say the Germans also aren't responsible for the Holocaust? They were playing out. Russia. what does it mean? And I found that the Ben-Ishchai, ben Chai also, same period, 19th century. Um, And, um, but, but Sfardi, the Benish Chai, and also a Baal Halokha as well, right, the Sefer Ben-Ishchai is a, a Sefer Halokha, but wasn't absorbed into the Ashkenazi canon in the same way because he does bring Kabbalah into his Psak. He will often bring Psiske against the Mechaber, although he always Pascal's like the Mechaber, but he will bring Kabbalah into his Psiske as, as often the Hasidic Shaposkim do. So that's, uh, in the Sfardi world, is incredibly important and, and is a, Tzadik godel is an unbelievable tzaddik and a big time it recognizes that but his work never really became part of the halachic Canon in in the Ashkenazi world in the world of, of, of Lithuania um, so he, are, he he says that's ridiculous because are there no choices? It's like saying, why was Mitzrayim punished? The old question, the Rambam and the Rambam. Rambam asks, why was Mitzrayim punished? They were carrying out Hashem's will. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. So he learns that it's already dependent on that second member of Rav, since there was a Gezerah that for nine months Rome will control the world. There were casualties, and, and one of them were Persian. Sorry about that, but these things happen. Um, but, but he pushes aside the view the view of the others. Okay. But for a moment, I want to give you an understanding and insight into the approach taken by the Enei Shmuel and the Divrei Shol, uh, by, by Rabbi uh, Shmuel Aron Rubin and by Rabbi, Shol, uh, Rabbi Yosef Shol Natanzon. And that is we need to understand that there are two patterns taking place when it comes to Hashkocha. There are two, there are probably many more, but there are two important patterns that are happening. There's a mega pattern and there are sub-patterns. Uh, a, a kind of a meta pattern. There's a, a global, massive pattern of history unfolding, and this is Hashem has planned this whole thing from the beginning. History is unfolding in the way that Elisha wants it to unfold, and everybody else is a part of that unfolding. You can't change it. You can't do anything about it. You can either participate in actualizing it, or you can resist it if you want to go that route but you can't change it that's a meta pattern then there are the sub patterns each person's life where there's cause and effect there's a middle connected middle you do something there's a response and, and by doing the right thing you can get a better response and by doing the wrong thing that applies to individuals to communities to nations so there's the sub patterns which is which is middle connected mido, and there's a meta pattern which is not middle connected middle Now, it's not unjust, as the Gomorrah says, because, yes, the the meta pattern says Paras will fall into the hands of Rome. That's part of the meta unfolding of of history. So Paras will be a casualty. Aye, Paras built the base of Mikdash. Yeah, but they did plenty wrong as well. Don't worry about the, the justice of the meta pattern, but don't question it either, because we don't have the tools with which to understand the meta pattern. And it, it's really interesting, I'm just going to take a moment or two about, over this because it's, it's so interesting and so important. I had a, a most amazing conversation, my second conversation, uh, with a man that I discovered uh, by the name of, Jim Jaworski, of of Joe Jaworski, Joseph Jaworski. He's um, an old man today, but he started a school of thinking in, in today in philosophy and leadership that, um, that has gone very far. He was the, the father of that school, which is exactly this concept. And, and he taught, it was, it was interesting, his, uh, one day I'll tell you about his story, it's just quite amazing, but his, he started with um, a group of companies, among them was Shell and various other big oil companies, deciding that they had to radically change the way they operate, but didn't know how to do it. And he had a shitter, which had developed in his own life, which he then researched with MIT and, 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 and various others, and has developed into a practice, which is exactly this, you can't change history. You can't change what's what's about to happen. But you can sense it. You can tune into it. And you can go with it. And you can actualize. And you can participate in making it happen. That's our choice. And we're living in very historic times. And we see things unfolding in ways that we don't understand. Start in modern times, starting from Holocaust, everything since then has been just like this, this meta-pattern unfolding. Not because of anybody's actions or doings. And lots of people like to take credit for it. But these things were happening no matter what. There were people who participated in accelerating it and actualizing it. And there are people who stood back and said, don't, don't want to participate. That's our Bekhira. That's our choice. How much you want to be engaged in seeing this is where the world is going. How can I influence it? How can I bring it about? How can I participate in it? How can I surf that wave? Or am I going to resist it and get completely knocked over? Or am I going to stand on the beach and watch? Those are our choices in the meta patterns. In the sub patterns, we've got Bechira every moment of our lives to make choices and their consequences. But there's a second meta pattern taking place. And that's based on, on, on the way that, that uh, the Ene Shmuel and the Divre Shol understand this Gemara when he says, this is a Gzeera of the, of the Ribbana Shalom. Uh, uh, and uh, they ask him, how can that be? In Melechi, This is part of the meta-pattern, that's what gzeras melech means. doesn't mean it's an irrational, don't quit, it's gzeras melech. this is part of a meta-pattern that we will not understand. It's not unjust, but it's not logical. There's a different logic playing out, it's Hashem's vision of, of history, which is unfolding, and it's so far ahead of us, there's no way we can really understand it. So we need to live with these two patterns in our minds. They're the sub-patterns of our own lives, governed by halachic choices that we make, and there's a meta-pattern that's governed by gzeiras hamachom. This is the Rebbe Nachum's Gezerah, and we can see it, we can marvel at it, we can participate in it, we can help it happen, uh, but we can't we can't change it and we can't influence it. <coughs>